Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on this Monday morning, the 10th of July, across Rural Queensland Today, you're with Ben Dobbin. Uh, RNA Beef Committee Chair is Gary Noller, and um, this unbelievable supply chain competition, um, the Paddock to Pallet, um, has had its first phase, and obviously um, the weight gain section has been done, and now uh, we go through to obviously the carcass part of the event. Gary, good morning and thank you so much for being with us. Um, the paddock to pallet weight gain results are in so far, so we are seeing um, some really great results so far um, for the 100-day and the 70-day winners. Now, the 100-days will go exclusively to that JBS Royal 100 brand and the 70-day winners will go to the JBS Queensland brand. Jeez, is a good competition. I mean, the Waggy Comp Challenge as well, but it, what a fantastic competition this has been. Yeah, well, morning, Dobbo, and thanks for having us. Um, we uh, really get into this one. This is the one that I think uh, links everything, as you said, that supply chain comp. Um, and, um, you know, we've got a couple uh, 200-day classes, uh, one HTP, one HTP free, and there's a 70-day, like a trade class. We also run a 400-day Wagyu competition. Uh, they're fed at a different place at um, Smithfield Feedlot down at Sapphire near uh, Gundawindi. Yep. Uh, the others are all fed, fed and processed with JBS. But um, this comp really connects, I think, um, uh, producer to um, uh, processor and then with the brand. It, you know, the brand is getting right up to the Cape, way out as far as Mount Isa, uh, from the north co- uh, from the from the two coast Gold Coast North Coast Brisbane and uh, out as far as um, Cunnamulla I think this year too and Charleville so uh, yeah the brand gets around it's not available for long but um, Rule One Hundred will will be available um, in the coming weeks and uh, uh, the competition as you said has moved from that that um, weight gain phase and we, once again we've had some conditions that haven't been that conducive to um, feedlotting cattle. Uh, in terms of uh, you know the, the wet weather that we had had running into it, but um, and certainly the start. But this year, both feedlots have uh, excelled. You know we've got weight gains um, that we can't get out of stud bulls when our day of feeding stud bulls you're getting that three three kilos a day over a hundred days. I tell you what, um, yeah, some of these cattle have done three yeah, up to three point five. So just amazing the results that come out of it. The competition classes 37, 38 are a three-phase competition. Now, they're comprising of the best aggregate weight gain, and then you go to the carcass and then the MSA eating quality. Now, while the Wagyu Challenge is four-phased, um, and it finishes off with a beef tasting judged by some of Queensland's best top chefs. Now, the end results uh, will be announced on the 10th of August. Now, this is a beef industry dinner and it's just not open to the RNA carcass competition. This is a RNA beef industry dinner and it's a first, Gary, in a lot of ways. I'm going to get to who's leading so far, but this is obviously something that is an initiative of the RNA and and obviously the beef industry Thursday, the 10th of August, and it's going to be a premier event. We're really looking forward to it this year. First time we've opened it up and we've tried to... um uh, just get it to a point where we can, um, uh, you know, invite not just those that have entered into the competition and, and um, make it a presentation. I, we're trying to open it up a little bit more. And um, after after the, the last couple of years, we've decided that the industry needs something a little better, um, something a little bit more social. So this, this is our idea of doing that. Um, beef industry dinner, we can cater for 500 people. 
uh, tickets about a hundred bucks, I think, um, for quite a good, um, uh, you know, well, you get to taste the, the Royal 100 for a start, and there's quite a good um, uh, package that goes with that for a good time that night. So uh, we're really looking forward to that this year. Anybody that wants to come along just needs to uh, get online. Uh, tickets are available online at the RNA, RNA uh, or ECA site, and um, yeah, it sh- it should be good. You know, we've we've got. Um, um, a little bit of entertainment too, so uh, yeah, and and uh, yeah, really look forward to seeing a lot of people there this time. Let's go through so far the results, um, and this is from just the first phase, which is the aggregate weight gain. Um, John de Grazing um, from Galugabar, they won the class thirty-seven. They Charolais Cross recorded the average daily weight gain of three point oh five seven kilos, and then. Um, they won the 37A, the heaviest pen of six weight at, in an average 3.33. Devoncourt Herefords and the Western Downs, this is a great story. 70-day class 38, they recorded an average daily weight gain of 3.12 and also um, 38A, the highest individual weight gain um, and the average day conversion, uh, one steer in the pen averaged 3.5, which is huge. Now, the Wagyu cattle results, um, challenge results, Hewitt Pastoral Enterprises to room, 39A, Penna 6, Wagyu Brahman Cross, average daily weight gain, 1.294. And um, is it Shimmer Wagyu's? Um, yeah. uh, the highest weight gain uh, with the short horn Wagyu, 1.516. Now, um, obviously, Palgrove Pastoral um, with Class 40 HGP free, highest individual weight gain and winning pen of Charolais Cross. So that is the one phase of it, and then we move to the next one. Um, just all in general, um, lead steer numbers are up this year and they copped the pizzling after COVID, and, and obviously your numbers for the prime cattle out at Silverdale as well, Gary. I mean, you know, we're literally a month away. We're literally a month away from the ECA and all this taking place. Uh, how do numbers look? Yeah, very good. Look, like I said, there's shake up through um, the last couple of years and, and so much change. You know, the people have changed their habits, the way they've done things. Um, we've come out of one of the biggest droughts I think I've seen and I'm knocking up there now a little bit too, you know. So, um, you know, we had 18, well, 17, 18 and 19 uh, really rocked the whole uh, of uh, Australia in terms of numbers. We got below, um, you know, 24 million head. Uh, and then we, we're coming back up now, but you know, and then, then we've seen after that um, because of the, the low numbers of, of herd rebuilding and, and um, uh, you know cattle prices, um, particularly stud bull prices and, and records broken commercially all over the, the country. Uh, now that's come off a little bit in the last little while, but in amongst all of that, I, I think um, because of those changes, uh, people have opted to do things differently. They're advertising differently. The show wasn't on. The show has always been based in August, just before the, the spring bull sale. So it's been a great place to come and um, show your wares, if you like, and um, certainly promote promote what you have before those bull sales. Now that uh, that's starting to, um, uh, you know, last year we had had uh, up. The, we, we were right with our, our stud beef numbers, but certainly our commercial numbers in terms of um, prime beef and. and um, uh, led steers t- took quite a quite a knock, but uh, we're up getting there now again. And uh, led steers uh, are up over a hundred, I think, on last year's, but up around that uh, close to close to three hundred. And um, certainly with prime, we're, we're up uh, around about that one hundred and eighty again. And uh, really, 
off off last year's figures, we're we're, we're really um, you know, delightful to see the uh, the, the numbers coming back and um, people getting involved again. There's been so much change through the you know the drive first, then then um, certainly COVID has come along and, and knocked things around a fair bit. So uh, and all through that, the market stayed very buoyant, broke as I said, broke records everywhere. But um, in amongst it, there's been so much change, people doing things differently, and we. Great, you know, great to see some normality creeping back into things again. To be fair, I mean, we had two years where there wasn't an echo, and so you can understand. I mean, I think it speaks volumes of what you've done, Gary. Um, I mean, to bounce back so quickly. We've only been back one year. I mean, the life got back to normal a little, and it just so happened that it was like the perfect storm second time round for that second year of the echo. It got cancelled, so. To bounce back so quickly is, speaks volumes of the work that you and your team have done, and, and it hasn't been easy. Um, you've had to adapt, you've had to shift, you've had to change, you've had to make sure that everybody understands, and and it's a new world we live in. It really is, and, and, and that speaks volumes. I mean, you're back with the lead steers, and, and, and look, I mean, traditionally the Eka used to start on a Thursday. You were down there from the Monday, and... I mean, the lead steers might have been Tuesday or Wednesday, I reckon they, they, they used to be sold. But now it's it's very different and, and we've all had to adapt. And you did said right, you know, things have changed. I suppose that's one of the things that we, re- you know, Bush has always been resilient. Uh, our exhibitors have always been resilient. They they come back, they keep keep um, uh, understanding and we, we need to be providing them with a the benefit for, for showing. It's a very expensive um uh, thing to do. Um, the, the benefits have to be there at the other end, I think. And um, as long as we can show that it, it happens. But uh, look, there has been so much change. Tradition is um, what we we re, you know, have rely on at the Echo, and um, I think our exhibitors rely on. And we've we've just changed so much of that. COVID has changed so much of that. Uh, it's just um, very pleasing, I think, from our part as a as a beef committee to see that um, uh, we we still have have people that are wanting to come to the show uh, to promote what they've got. So then they're also, you know, bringing cattle down to the show and the city people come along. You know, we had last year, um, you know, over 380,000 people through over the nine days. And that's another thing. See, we've cut back the show a little bit, um, just too expensive to run it uh, for one day. Yeah, Yeah, it's just just, um, too expensive to run it for one day. And... uh, 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 well, the cost to run it for one day. So it's been cut back by one day. And um, I know that all of those changes sort of reflect on um, uh, what, what people think, uh, you know, tradition has changed, do we want to keep doing it? But um, the resilience of our beef exhibitors across all sections in beef have um, certainly shone, um, shone through. And uh, yeah, we, we're, as you say, starting to get people back and, and uh, look, looking at um, uh, moving forward from where we are. Yeah. Fantastic. Gary, uh, that beef industry dinner is Thursday, the 10th of August. You can go online um, to eka.com.au and also look at the beef cattle paddock to pallet. It's all there and their tickets available. It's open to everybody listening to us this morning and to all the public. Uh, it's an industry dinner. Uh, it's a first time um, and that will take place Thursday, the 10th of August. Great to chat um, and we'll talk a little bit closer. It's only a month away, not far away, the Eka. Uh, gee whiz, who would have thought? Appreciate your time this morning. Yep, pleasure, Dobbo, as always. Thank you. Good on you. Gary Noller, uh, the RNA Beef Committee Chair. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin.